leaves tastes good like a beer should. You said it. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. Try a frosty cold glass of Bavarian right away. That you say? No boulder dash or baloney here. Cheers, everyone, and welcome to the Unfiltered Gentleman. And now, with a higher BAC than your ABV, Greg, Scott, and Dan. Yeah, what's up, everybody? What's going on? Welcome into Barrel House. We've, we've made an upgrade. We got rid of Scott. Yeah. And we got somebody who is way younger <laughs> and a lot easier to look at. He's bringing oh, down thank, the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean that in the straightest way possible. <laughs> uh, joining us from Barrel House is Jason Hendrick, the GM. Jason, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. Thanks for having me today. Thanks for being on. Thanks for talking booze. Thanks for, most importantly, sharing booze. Yes. I'm glad you're enjoying. I figured... It wouldn't be Barrel House 101 without the proper hospitality. No, and you broke into like your secret treasure chest in the back. <laughs> you're like, hold on, let me dig this out of the ground real yeah, quick. Yeah, where the Ark of the Covenant is. Yeah, yeah we're drinking the uh, 2016 Casa Agria Zarzamora, which is a sour ale aged on blackberries. And that's really, for me, this what's happening right at this moment between the three of us is what we're all about here at Barrel House 101. And it's creating a great experience over delicious beer, quality food, and camaraderie. Yes. yes. And... Uh, this is can people get this here? Uh, no, they cannot. Oh, <laughs> sorry, everybody. <laughs> Not this particular one. But what's uh, awesome about Casa Agri is they're right down the freeway from us. We're drinking yes. local right now. My uh, my buddy Eric is the head brewer and co-owner. Shout out I got to, to Eric. Taste, yeah, shout out to Eric. I get I got to taste this beer in its infancy um, when he was still home brewing. I had like the real almost um, archaic label. <laughs> the labels they have now are really beautiful. They're it's like Sharpie on masking tape. It, it was some photoshopping. He's a, yeah. he's formerly an ar- architect by trade, so he had some artistic aspects, but the labels, the branding, it's all evolved in a great way. They have a good presence here in the community. Yeah, I, this is my first uh, introduction to Casa Agri. This is phenomenal. I'm glad you're enjoying Yeah, really this good. This is some good stuff, and I'm not like the biggest sour fan either, but it's delicious. Well, if you get a chance to, uh, we had some discussion and some debate about hazy IPAs a little bit ago in the room, but they do some really beautiful hazy and New England-style IPAs down there as well. They're big into barrels, big into juice. Right on. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big hot topic out here, especially in Ventura. You ask brewers around, you're like, hey, how you like those Heisey IPAs? Like, ah. Yeah, they're not fully on board. There's a couple of breweries who are doing it because it's trending, um, but there's mixed emotions about hazies and whether or not it's even a style these days. Right. Um, I think when you start delving into innovation with IPAs, either you're on board or you're not. You're a traditionalist or you're not. And IPAs, for me personally, I can appreciate why it's a debate because they got to be a little muddled, right? How many times can you throw different percentages of hops and hope you're coming out with a unique product? Eventually, mm-hmm. like red wines, at some point they all start tasting the same. Right. I think the Hazy offers an opportunity for an entry-level IPA drinker to get introduced to what hops can be without being overpowered. It's true. There's enough tropical notes or citrus juice notes to come through that someone's not as intimidated as they would have been with a, a big-ass West Coast style. Right, yeah, the late edition hops really kind of mellow things out for the people that aren't into that bitter kick in the teeth. Yeah, and I think if you're a head brewer who's researching hops and has a good appreciation for the varietals, you can elicit fruit and um, approachability in the glass without adding any adjuncts, which is a, a fun um, nod to the fact that there is innovation there. It's not a, just throwing in you know 
bundles of hops and hoping that something comes out tasty. Right, right. Um, all right, so as we said, we're here at Barrel House. It's your guys' sixth anniversary. Yeah, we've been partying this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear I hear a certain owner of this establishment couldn't quite make it in because he's been partying pretty good. Well, when you reach a certain age, hangovers last two days, not one. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting harder and harder. Yeah. Mine's, yeah. Are, mine's are up to like eight hours now. A couple more years, I'll be two days. It's <laughs> awful. Um, all right, so we're here. We're going to drink some beer. We're going to talk to beer. We're going to drink way more beer. Uh, for those of you that are here live with us, you can enter to win VIP tickets to Surf and Suds. Uh, entry forms are over here and over here. Those of you that aren't here and they are listening afterwards, come hang gonna, out. With, they're not going to know where here and here is, but they're exactly. hoping to win some other way. <laughs> I'm pointing, and you will know that I'm pointing. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, come hang out with us, the Unfiltered Gentleman, at Surf and Suds. That's uh, May 19th. Saturday, May 19th, next week, in fact. Uh, we'll be there, and we'll be the ones that are stumbling all around. Uh, also, if you have any questions for us, you can fill out our question form, people here in the audience, and we will uh, ask them on air, and you can probably make fun of us in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I always end up getting made fun of somehow. Yeah, people love to make fun of your illustrious beard, and I yeah. just don't understand it. I don't get it either. I don't know why. I don't know what the big <laughs> deal is. Um, all right, so we've talked about Casa Agria. We've talked about Serpent Suds. Jason, if you don't mind, I want to ask you some questions about here and about beer in general. Is it some kind of lightning round, or do I get a chance to think about the answer? <laughs> lightning round's coming up. These ones, you get a second. All right, let the beer uh, kick in before yeah. we go to lightning round. Yeah, we'll do the we'll, yeah. we'll do the uh, cert. Mary kill point. F. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. CBDA. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I fill out my my boxes on the test. <laughs> um, all right. So first of all, let's start off with the uh, the basics. What's a little history behind Barrel House? Um, Barrel House, as you mentioned, this is our sixth year. Uh, a lot of restaurants struggle with that one-year mark or the three-year mark. Joby has been able to create a brand here and a, a concept that really set the the forefront of craft beer in Ventura County. Uh, they had the most taps when they opened. We still have the most taps. Um, but it was really born out of his experience with opening Ojai Beverage Company with his cousin George Alum up in Ojai. They've got 50 taps up there, but they also have a retail market and a small restaurant. Yeah. Um, and If you're in Ojai, it's fantastic. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You can buy a package. You can open it in the restaurant. I recommend Draft, um, but they've got a really great selection up there. And through Joey's experience helping open that place, he decided, I need to go bigger and better in Ventura, lose the market piece, and just focus on the restaurant. And again, six years later, we're seeing a successful concept. Um, 101 beers on tap is a little unwieldy for some people. They come sit in here, and they're like, I don't know what to drink. I don't know what I like. Our demographic is not the, the niche whale hunters, honestly. Um, we do have some of those people that come through, and for a while we tried to cater to them, but they're a vocal minority for us. We have a lot of great customers who just want to come in with their family, have a quality dining experience with complimentary beer. We try to stay away from uh, macros, and you know, there's always there was a debate for a while when everybody was getting bought out about what determined a, a corporate beer or macro beer. Right. Um, the fact of the matter is if it's a great beer that's not made by the big three, and there's an opportunity for guests to experience something they haven't experienced in the past, that's what we're going to carry. Um, I drink all across the board. I was the beer buyer when I first came on board, and we want to have a nice diversity. Our menu offers diversity. We have great burgers, and we specialize in um, show, like unique ingredients and showcasing yeah. those, those burgers in a great way. But we also have and tacos. they're ginormous. And they are ginormous. Um, we do great tacos. So we have some diversity on the menu, and the beer has to keep up with that. Yeah, it's it's the the food is really good, and that's uh, kind of what kind of gets me to come back here a lot. My my brother was a bartender, and he would always say, you know, hey, the first word in bar food is barf. But, <laughs> but that's not the case for Barrel House. You guys got some great food, and I, I enjoy it. I appreciate that. It's a compliment yeah. to our culinary team and um, my AGM Becky. She's been working with the the menu for a while, and 
you know, Joby, again, started out with a great concept, and we built on what the customer needs and desires were, and we ended up with what we have in front of you. Yeah, so you talk about, like, big beer, the big three. Do you have breweries like Golden Road who are owned by? We have had Golden Road in the past. Um, they were one of the brands, unfortunately, that fell to the wayside after some, you know, customer controversy. Yeah. Um, you know, we used to carry St. Archer a little bit here and there. Same with them. Yep. We still carry Ballast Point. Um, we've gotten, when Duvel and Firestone first went through their wave, we caught some flack for them and some flack for Goose Island, but not a lot. The fact of the matter is those breweries make really quality beer. Um, they don't showcase their corporate affiliation heavily. They don't you know, bring that in your face. Right. And honestly, customers, they want those beers. So I want to keep my lights on. <laughs> I want to be able to have some, some capital that allows me to buy super unique rare beers. Sometimes i got to carry 805. I've got to carry right. you know, Ballast Point Unfiltered Sculpin because, one, it's consistent product, and two, customers want to buy it. I mean, right. 805 is the best. You can put it in your fridge, and everybody's going to love it. Nobody hates 805. No, they don't. And it's a gateway for a lot of craft beer drinkers around the area. It's heavily marketed and branded around the 805, which is our area code, so people recognize right. it. What we have the great opportunity to do, though, is we work with our staff to provide, um, again, that experience. We can transition them. We say, hey, if you, if you know 805, and that's what you're comfortable with, why don't you try our locally brewed avocado honey ale from island just yeah. 15 minutes up the freeway it's another blonde ale it's got a little different nuance and it takes you now across the bridge and you start trying other things i used to do the same thing with goose island sophie you're a white wine drinker you're not yeah. into beer you, your husband brought you in your you know your boyfriend your girlfriend whoever let me transition you from white wine into a stay on aged in chardonnay barrels and they're like oh i actually might like beer <laughs> this is very i start similar. getting you into the wall yeah exactly all right speaking of beer i'm, I'm getting a little dry over have your libations pals it's time for Beer of the Week. And if you're drinking well, you know that you're my friend. And I'll say, I think I'll have myself a beer. Or two. I mean, Beer of the Week, it's like Beers of the Week. Yes. We're starting off with Sea uh, Dog over here. It is a blueberry wheat. Have you had this one? I have had this one. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what your perspective is. It's not <laughs> my favorite, honestly. I do drink fruited beers. Um, this one is a little thin for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's, again, another one of those great transitional beers. For someone who's not sure what yes. they like, they do want to recognize fruit and flavor, this is a good one for them. This replaced our Shipyard Smash Blueberry Porter, which is very popular. Unfortunately, um, stock of that was really low, so we transitioned to a more summertime direction. Yeah. Um, but it's, this has a great place for those who are looking for something that doesn't remind them of the basic four ingredients of beer. Right, yeah. This yeah. is... Um, a little fruity for my flavor. I thought, you know what, we got to try something weird because we hate fruity beers. Right. Um, it's fine. It's uh, it's not too shabby. Yeah. yeah. This is Again, this is a, a newer craft beer drinker who yeah. doesn't want the residual malted barley and yeast. That, that hoppiness. Yeah. And the hoppiness. Yeah. Am I wrong for not hating it? No, no. You oh, okay, no. I Although sometimes I come off judgmental, it's all in jest. Uh, <laughs> if you like a beer, you like a beer. Yeah, you know, right. we had, um, I mean, look, no one's pouring it out. No, <laughs> no one's pouring it out. And beer is beer. Like, if you want to enjoy the culture of beer, then I'm on board with that. Okay. The, just this past week, we kicked off our anniversary with Joby the Mayo on Cinco de Mayo. Nice. Um, that's the third year running of Joby the Mayo. We turned it into a fundraiser and a kind of a spoof on ourselves. So we featured Dos Equis this year, which we almost would never carry. Right. But for one day a year, we throw on a macro, you know, like American lager or Mexican lager and have fun with it people want to drink that yeah. it's okay yeah. come on in and let's have a great time in the restaurant it goes down, yeah, and it goes i down think quick. just like you know like fruity beer for me at least like strawberry watermelon pineapple get it out of here yeah but you know i have a soft uh, spot in my heart for boysenberry you do, you I, do. oh all right oh, yeah. <laughs> high five for boysenberries i'm on board with that boysenberries and blackberries for me i'm gonna i'm gonna 
call you out though. Oh. Watermelon, shame on you. Don't, oh, really? Yes, sir. Twenty first <laughs> Amendment's watermelon. Hell or high watermelon. Hell or high watermelon. Yeah, uh, we got some arms raised in the back over there. Yeah, that's a great beer for us. That initially I balked at because I'm like, uh, same like you, right. watermelon. We I don't know. We brought it in for a summertime. We took it to an event, mm-hmm. and the crowd loved it at the event. So we're like, all right. And we took it. We went to another event after that. So summertime is festival season around here. Yeah. And we have a 46 Chevy panel truck called Beatrice with two keg raiders and taps on the outside. Nice. Pours beer from her. Yeah, she's on a modern chassis and runs 80 mile an hour down the freeway with air conditioning <laughs> and then pours beer when she gets That's there. That's some fast beer. Yeah. <laughs> but... We, so the first event, we took watermelon wheat. People loved it. Next event, we didn't have it. And people were like, where the hell is the watermelon wheat? I'm like, what do you mean? Where's it? We're like, no, I was at the last festival. I really liked it. Why don't you have it this time? Try something new. Done. <laughs> so now that's our staple festival beer. Again, wow. Beatrice has two taps. So one of those at our festivals is always watermelon wheat. And it's really popular. It's balanced. It's got great summertime refreshing uh, focus. And, and it's not super sweet. Like, no. that's some of the problems sometimes. Um, so don't knock all the fruit. Oh, okay. No, I, you know, I won't. he's been traumatized by all the, the sculpins. That's what happened. The, the Jolly Rancher sculpins. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Although, um, it's funny you say Jolly Rancher. We had uh, Coronado come in one time. We used to have a cask program, which unfortunately the majority of the population is not educated on cask very well. Right. It was hard for us. We dumped a lot of beer and it broke our hearts, so we stopped the cask program. That's alcohol we had abuse. A, we had an engine and everything. Oh. Uh, super alcohol abuse. But Coronado brought in an IPA one time, and they stuffed it full of Starburst. No. Really good? Yes. It complimented the hops in such an awesome way. What the? Wow. I'm scared, but <laughs> I'd try it. All right. Back to some Barrel House questions. Let's do it. These are the ones that you're probably not supposed to answer. Uh, what's the most annoying question you get when you're working? How come I can't get a free taste? <laughs> but I want a free one. We'll, we'll leave it at that. That's part of the lightning round. Yeah. Um, is it hard? Or. Oh. Oh. It's equally um, balanced and annoying when customers want to tell me all the beers that we should get that they may not, I mean, they don't understand the back end. So I, right. I, I temper myself. It took me a long time under Joby's tutelage to zen <laughs> and to calm down. But one of the most common recommendations is, hey, you guys should get Pliny on tap. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, hey, no how big co- deal. How come you don't have Pliny? Yeah. And the fact of the matter is Ventura County doesn't have access to Pliny. Right. right. It's hard to get. And so... I used, to, I used to get so bogged down trying to answer why we don't have Russian River. I'm like, we just don't. But why not? Why don't you just go get it? Like, it's not that easy. Yeah, why don't you guys have God as a bartender? <laughs> <laughs> that guy mixes up a mean cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, it, you should just tell people, like, remember when you wanted to get an Xbox five years ago and you had to wait in line for it and then you got cut off in line and you were mad? Same and thing. And then you had to blow on the prongs for the game to initialize. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Same thing with Pliny. Um, all right, what is the best part of running a bar like this with 101 beers on tap being able to share my passion and excitement for this industry and the craft that people are providing um you know some people think that we brew here and we don't we don't have the facilities that's the other barrel house that's the other barrel house um which we used to carry them on tap as well yeah there's so many beers out there we have to rotate things through and we can't always keep a great product online but um showcasing great beverage in a really fun environment drives me I've been in hospitality since I was 14. I used to bust tables and wash dishes at the Fraternal Order Police in my hometown. And I just caught the bug. And I, I love being able to give people an experience that they haven't maybe had before or introduce them to a new ingredient that maybe they'd be surprised by. It's just a great time. You know, when people say, I don't know what to drink, and you can build them a flight, and they say, oh, my gosh, I actually really love this. Right. <laughs> it's a good feeling. I walk away saying, I did my job today, and everybody had a great time. That's awesome. Is it hard to memorize all 101 beers you got on tap? 
Yes, it is because we change the list twice a week on Mondays <laughs> and Thursdays. So whatever opens up from the weekend, we restock with something else. And then again on Thursday, um, we used to do it once a week and we weren't, sometimes we'd rock 13 handles open and that's too much for the staff to try to remember. Yeah. So we implemented more rotation. Um, just to revisit your other question, one of the other annoying questions is, what's your favorite beer? I'm like, uh, there's 101 on tap and I drink across the spectrum. I like pretty much any category. Um, just cover your eyes and point. Yeah, that sometimes. Yeah. But you know, for a little while, I, I let my ego run wild and I used to carry Svaf Hendrik as well. Um, this is my last name namesake. Nice. And not everyone can drink a big quad. Eventually we had to drop it off the wall, but uh, I was like, that's my favorite beer because of my name's in it. How about that? <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's perfect. Do you brew at all? I, I don't brew. I assisted a couple times with Eric and the Casa Agri crew when they were still young and playing as home brewers. Um, I was the sanitation crew, Okay, which is fine with me. I, I can clean a mean bucket and sanitize yeah. uh, equipment just right. Clean out those kegs. And it paid me in beer, so I'm cool with that. But I don't cut, just like uh, brewing here at the restaurant, yeah. I don't cut my own hair and I don't change my own oil. I leave that to the experts. <laughs> I let them provide me with great product, and I show my appreciation for the product to the guests in the house. Nice. Right. Um, be honest. How much drinking do you do at work? Uh, minimal, honestly. Um, we try not to, to set that culture because it can be a little unwieldy. Um, we want the guests to know that we're professional and that the staff knows what they're talking about, but they're not sloppy and unprofessional. It's not about us at that point. It's about the guest experience, kind of like Disneyland. And, you know, We want to make sure that the front of the house is focused on those people coming to experience us and that we're not presenting ourselves in a light that discredits our knowledge and our expertise. So you don't get to, you don't get to go ride the rides, is what you're no, saying? No, occasionally yeah. we do. You know, Thursday we had our <laughs> VIP party, and uh, at that point the owner and the GM are more guests, and we're interacting with our guests, so we have cocktails in our hand. But I'm not just walking around um, you know, with a, a beer in my hand, talking table side. That's not what we're about. Again, it's about conveying great information and quality products. We talk with Mike about that a lot as well as our buyer, AJ, who helped you guys come in today. Yeah. At some point... You could sit all day long and just taste product with reps, you know, and that's great, but that loses the side of the business side also. You know, we want to get in, we're going to showcase products in a way that people can appreciate without taking attention away from them. Yeah, I like, I like to hear that, you know, keep it professional and a lot of restraint on your part because I'd just be under all the yeah, <laughs> and, all the, and, the juice. And again, it's about perception too. If my guests saw me in the restaurant drinking all the time, yeah. you know, they start to question what my, my motives and my priorities are. We have some other good competitors. Um, they're frenemies here in town yeah. that also carry good craft beer. And so I go over there and show love to them. And, you know, we are competing for business. But at the end of the day, we're also bringing guests into Ventura for the craft beer right. passion and excitement. And so it brings everybody into a good place. That's good. All right. Before we, I'm going to throw some rapid fire questions at you. <laughs> before we do that, let's talk about what we're drinking next up. This is uh, Flying Dogs Raging Bitch. <laughs> have you had Raging Bitch? I have had Raging Bitch. What do you think of Raging, Raging Bitch? I like Raging Bitch. Um, there's a couple things about it. The, the color doesn't necessarily elicit what you're going to taste in the glass. Right. But people gravitate to this beer, if nothing else, for the name. Um, so sometimes we recommend it. We brought it in for Valentine's because we do an un-Valentine's Day party. <laughs> and we don't, we're, you know, there's no reservations. There's no specialty menu. Come in and enjoy what we do best all day long and every day. But we have fun with it when someone comes in and like, hey, 
what are you going to order for your girlfriend today on Valentine's Day? I'm like, oh, don't you do it. I'm like, you know you want to order it for her. He's like, well, okay, baby. As long as I don't have to tell her what it's called. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Uh, Raging Bitch has a 3.86 on Beer Advocate, which is pretty good. I wonder how much of that is inflated by the name, like you said. I mean, it's a good drinkable Belgian. Uh, it's got a nice hop to it, too. It's a little surprising hop in there, but uh, it's pretty good. Depending on how much um, Belgian influence you want, another great domestically brewed Belgian for us is the uh, Golden Monkey. Oh, yeah. Victory. We carry that on tap all the time. And oh, yeah. It does compete. You know, obviously, it's not going to be an original Belgian, but, man, some of the basic flavors that come out of that are really delicious. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's, let's rapid fire you. Let's go. First beer you ever drank? <laughs> PBR. Uh, uh, no, uh, it's Coors Light. All right. Yeah. Equally as bad. First beer you ever... Oh, you don't, you don't brew. First keg you ever... Well, I don't know. It's not the same process and requires not nearly the same level of skill, but because I was hanging out with home brewers, I was like, I want to do something fun too. So I bought some carboys, glass carboys, and um, some equipment, and I did a cider one time, aged on boysenberries. Oh, hey, dried up, Dried up boysenberries. Um, you and Dan and, should hang out later. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and it was fun. My, you know, it was my first attempt at learning about fermentation. Eric and the guys kind of gave me some direction. I pitched um, champagne yeast to keep it real neutral and uh, to leave it a little dry and crisp. Yeah. And the boysenberries, the way that they, um, a little mulberry in there as well, because I wanted some maple direction. And it was fun. It had kind of a holiday feel to it. All right. When it comes to uh, to-go beers, cans or bottles? Oh, depends on location, but cans are more convenient these days, but yeah. not all beers are available in can right now. So if it's something I want to take to a barbecue and I know what the menu is and a can's not going to match up, then I'm taking bottles. Like that Casa Agria. <laughs> yeah. You just have to be cautious in how you're transporting. Yeah. Uh, favorite beer food pairing? This is good for you because you work at a restaurant. So yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> I get all over the board, but you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna come off of what we did Thursday. It's super simple, and there's so much opportunity to get different flavors going on. Cheese and beer. Cheese right. and beer is underrated and yeah. undervalued. There's especially if the cheese is aged on beer or the rind has been soaked in beer. Like it's a really fun pairing. Um, there's richness in the cheese that sometimes brings out some of those brighter fruit notes or some of the yeasty notes in beer. It's something that anybody can put on the table yeah. and really enjoy. Um, you know, you can get into all kinds of nuances about spicy foods and crisp lagers and all that, but you want to be basic and not like worry about effing it up. Yeah, <laughs> just get some get a couple of few, two, three, four cheeses. Range them from hard aged cheese to softer ones, and throw some beers on the table because even Browns and Porters are going to go with cheese. Oh, especially Browns and Porters. Yeah, and who doesn't love cheese? Come on, <laughs> uh, it's Tuesday night. What are you drinking? I've been going lagers and pilsners these days because mm-hmm. I have a cellar and I have a lot of big beers. Most of those are in big bottles and high ABV that I can't drink by myself. So I've started to appreciate sure more classic can. styles. <laughs> well, I could. The next day at work is hard. I've been trying to really go more classic styles and simplistic beers because I think it um, gives me a basis for anything else. Yeah. A lot of new craft beer drinkers these days are afraid of quote-unquote beer. They don't want it to taste like beer. Right. So they're hitting stouts with a lot of flavoring and adjuncts, and they want it to taste like something else. I started out somewhat like that as well, and I can appreciate at least getting into the arena, but the fact of the matter is classic Germans and Belgians really present to you what beer was decades, you know, hundreds of years ago. Right, yeah. It's simplistic, ago. and it's like, this is what beer should taste like in its most simplistic form. Absolutely. Uh, what is your beercation destination? <laughs> uh, I got to go back to Europe. This past, uh, A year ago in May, uh, we went to... A few different countries. Um, we stayed in the north of France for a little while, and I was 45 minutes from West Vlederen. Okay. So that was obviously a location. We decided we're going. Yeah. 
and it's out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> the beer was great. I got my little allocation, but we decided, well, crap, we drove 45 minutes, and what else is around oh, yeah. here? <laughs> so we went, pushed on another 45 minutes to Bruges, and nice. it was unplanned, so we didn't have as much time there as we want. I, I want to get back into Belgium and, and tour some more locations for Belgium. That's awesome. That's um, a good answer. Yeah. I like that one. It's so but, much classier than mine. When we lucked out, because Bruges happens to be the home of the Hafman. And I didn't know that that was the case until I pulled up on the you know little GPS and right. go, they Bruce Stoff Hendrick. I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> We're <laughs> this, stopping. It was meant to be. We're going. <laughs> it was a really nice little intimate tour. They're a small facility, and I was able to mule back some some bottles of vintage Stoff Hendrick, some Heritage series, and they're in my fridge waiting for my son's first year birthday in July. Nice. I'm crack that open as another strong Hendrick. That's a good celebration. <laughs> so now you can plan a trip around that. I keep telling him like, you are Stoff Hendrick. Trust me. He's like, <laughs> he looks at me. He's like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Dad, don't be a creep. Um, favorite non-booze related hobby. Non-booze-related hobby. I mean, I got to burn off those calories. I'm into cycling and running. Okay. Uh, it gets me outdoors. It allows me to enjoy the beverage industry a little differently without putting on the LBs. Right. Uh, so I, I, like, I like getting outside. And finally, favorite non-beer alcoholic beverage? Uh, kombucha, actually. I've been drinking some... Uh, there's a... It's not true kombucha, but there's a brand here in Ventura County called Kavita. They're coconut water-based. Um, but kombucha... Part of why I like it is it reminds me of sour beers, right? There's tartness there. There's effervescence. There's a unique direction, and there's a lot of flavors out there. One other product that is fun to enjoy that keeps you in the beer scene is hop water. We carry that, 12-ounce bottles. It's um, brewed sparkling water. It's got dry hopping in it as well. It's got a really delicious aroma um, that makes you salivate, and the flavor is up there. So you kind of like an IPA direction, but yeah. you don't have any alcohol in it. Interesting. So it's like drinking like weed water at that point? A little bit. Yeah. We'll bring you a bottle and you guys can talk about it later, but it, it's a great alternative for designated drivers who normally would drink an IPA for pregnant women who come in and like, I, I like to drink beer, but I can't right now. And so it keeps your mind and your palate in tune with hops and prevents the alcohol in your system. Wow. That'd, be good. That'd be like a good gym beer. Like, hey, what are you drinking over there where you're working out? Yeah. Hop beer. Our brand is H2 Hops. H2 Hops. Punny. Uh, all right. Before we, we let you go, you also have a podcast. Uh, yeah, we have a What's couple your... podcasts um, that we're rebooting. So the way Joby and I connected originally was through another gentleman named Curtis Taylor, a.k.a. Hophead Said. And we were doing some podcasting ones. Happy Hour with Joby and Curtis. And the other show is Pints and Pairings. Um, Curtis and I did Pints and Pairings together. It's all about food and beverage pairings. So we'd throw stuff out, kind of like we're doing rapid fire. We'd drink a beer, talk about it, and then we'd start rattling off food that we thought would go well. And the happy hour is more of a broad stroke of the beverage industry. And after three years of really focusing on the restaurant, we came together. Curtis finished up his Master of Fine Arts. Joby's like, hey, I'm now truly in the owner's seat and I can relax not being in the operations day to day. And we're rebooting. We did our kickoff, the re-pour last weekend. <laughs> and so we're excited to bring that back to the forefront. Nice. Where, where, where can people get it? Uh, we're going to be relaunching on iTunes right now. You can go to hopheadsaid.com. That's Hophead where Curtis is storing all the files and the video. All right. But we're going to be pushing out through Instagram, iTunes, Facebook Live. We're going to hit it pretty hard. Nice. And Barrel House 101 is, of course, barrelhouse101.com and at Barrelhouse101 and all the social medias. Living here right in the beautiful Ventura County at the heart of Ventura downtown off of the 101. Yeah, I mean right off the 101. Yeah, and that's part of our name. You know, Joby was thinking about concepts. He's like... Uh, what are we going to do? And we're literally between the 101 entrance uh, southbound and northbound within a couple, you know, two streets of each other. Mm-hmm. And it also gets us into 
that educational aspect, kind of like when you're taking English Lit 101 in college. Mm -hmm. The 101 provides yep. uh, an opportunity for us to give education to the guests coming in about beer and what's new and on the floor. Smarten them up. Smarten them up. I like that. Yeah, Plus, there's, not, there's so many good breweries around here. You're like, oh, after you're done here, Dude, go try this one. really blown up just in the past two years, for that matter. It's and nuts. We got one two blocks diagonally, four blocks straight away, two one doors right down. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And there's more to come. There's like two to three. They're in planning process within a mile radius of us. And that's that's really good. Like you said, I'm glad you guys kind of appreciate like And don't accept it as kind of competition, but more like you said, bringing more people in. Yeah. And again, we're... A, we don't offer just our, you know, our own brand like a brewery or a production facility would. We're showcasing a lot of great brands, and if we can bring people to the area and act as that hub, then we're on board. Right. There's nothing wrong with a friend of me every now and then if everyone benefits. <laughs> Especially if it involves beer. <laughs> exactly. Cheers to that. Absolutely. Jason, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We're glad to host you, and I appreciate you letting me come on the show. And we appreciate you guys. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, we enjoy beer, so it worked out well. Let's drink some more. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Cheers. <laughs> Uh, all right, we are going to do a little booze news real quick. Uh, well, not real quick. Before we do that, we're going to talk about the next beer we're drinking. Yes. I think I think we need some music for that. From a bottle, from a can, why don't people understand my inebriation? Beer science. Oh, beer science indeed. This is sort of scientific. It's a pale, hazy pale from McKellar. Uh, combines the haziness of the New England IPA with oh, the yeah. lightness of the pale. You can see that. Yeah, I know. Uh, this baby has a 3.9 on Beer Advocate. It is 5.5%, and it goes down dangerously fast. Yeah, you uh, got to be careful with it. Yeah, but it's like you said, it's hazy, but at the same time, like, it's got that like light coloring to it. So. Yeah, so like Jason was talking about, the, the hazies being a little smoother and more balanced for the non-hop heads. Mm. Uh, it has that, but it also has that pale characteristic where if you go to the lake... And it's hot out, and you just want to put down a few. This is fantastic. Exactly. Plus, if anybody hasn't had McKellar yet, they're doing such cool things, and their cans are pretty awesome, too. Oh, okay. Cans for cans. <laughs> yes. So, Hashtag cans for cans. Yeah. So uh, McKellar's Staff Magician is what we're drinking. Like I said, 5.5% and uh, 3.9 on BA. Uh, all right. Enough with that. We're going to get to more <laughs> beer in a couple of few. But before we do that, we are going to bring on the Commish. The Commish. The Commish. Sorry, there's your microphone there. Yeah, thanks, gentlemen. I figure we can't have a drinking event. In fact, you never sounded so good. Uh, we can't have a drinking event without the commissioner of the Booze League. That's right. You know what? And like, shout out to Barrel House 101. They've been Absolutely. doing a great job here. This is uh, so many beers on tap. I'm going to be honest, though. Like, I, please don't. This isn't. This is my probably second favorite because they don't have Pliny. So, <laughs> you know, I've got some suggestions. For I don't know. Have they thought about getting Pliny in? Yeah. I don't know. We, heard we should talk you. to Jason about that. I don't know why they don't have Russian River on tap. It's just you know, what's that all about? Yeah, I, I have some suggestions. Uh, Wiley, of course, you can find the Booze League at boozeleague.com, and uh, you just rebooted the Booze Cast. Literally dropped a new episode today, and it is lit. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> no, we actually, yeah, we. How um, old are you? <laughs> Uh, 21, uh, when anyone asks. Um, but, no, we actually just dropped a new episode today called DOS Reboot. Nice. We did reboot the uh, Boozecast. Um, and you can find us on iHeart, iTunes, that kind of thing as well. Uh, Boozeleague.com. We have draft pages in, in that. So. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Some of my favorite episodes include me. Include some tugging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit of Tug Jones we'll tug, in there. Lots yeah. of Tug Jones. All right. Hang out with us. Let's do a little booze news. Yes. Extra, extra, drink all about it. It's time for booze news. Oh, it is indeed. Uh, who here loves Firestone? I do. I heard one person. <laughs> wow. I, I love Firestone. I yeah, I'm a, that's probably my favorite crap brewery, I would say. Hold on. Let's try it this way. Who loves Firestone? 
just add it in post. There you go. Oh, thanks, guys. Calm down. It's just Firestone. No need to clap. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, Firestone is on their way east. Congratulations, Chicago. You are getting 805. That is amazing. You know what's funny about that as well? Because, you know, Sandro is our new co-host on the newscast. He's going to be in Chicago doing a live update from Chicago because they're taking... They're taking all the Firestone reps, like all the Firestone reps from SoCal are going really? to Chicago to launch 805 out there. Wow, wow. And everybody in Chicago is like, the hell is 805? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Firestone won a ton of awards at the World Beer Cup. Uh, of course they did. Yeah, what's Firestone? Come on. Seahops uh, took gold for their pale. DBA took gold in the Ordinary or Special Bitter. And Stevo won gold in the Keller Beer or Zwick. I always fuck this up. Zwickler category. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Steve-O. Yeah, I know. As long as I just say it with uh, you know, enough oomph, people believe it. And finally, one of my favorites, Creaky Bones, took silver in the American-style sour ale. You're a fan of the Creaky Bones, right? The sours? Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, Agrestic's probably my favorite sour that they do. It's Creaky fantastic. Bones is a, is a close second, but uh, Agrestic, I think probably you have a nostalgia for the first sour that you had. Actually, I don't think that sentence has ever been said. You no. probably don't, but no. I do, and it was Agrestic. I called it a grease stick at the time, like an Australian, <laughs> and uh, I was corrected. But no, uh, Agrestic's my favorite. Creaky Bones is probably a close second, though. i got to get on that Creaky Bones yeah, bandwagon. we got to find us a bottle or yeah, something. Yeah, no kidding. I was looking for it here. They don't have it. Well, it's not like you guys do anything in like the booze world or anything. So. No, we hardly yeah. drink beer. <laughs> you know, speaking of saying beer names wrong, I was at a, uh, I was at an immigrant brewery where we did a live show. Somebody walked up behind us. And ordered the Dunkel. <laughs> He's looking down the menu and goes, can I get the Dunkel? Dunkel. And the guy looks at me and goes, uh, can I see your ID? Hey, American uh, runs on Dunkel. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I think you mean the Dunkel. Uh, oh, and World Beer Cup, McLeod, one of our favorites, McLeod Ale also won silver for their Van Ice light lager in the light lager category. Nice. Yes. Van Did Ice. you see that uh, Made West won bronze for Donlin? Did they? Yeah. I did not yeah, see Made that. Made West won... Uh, Noble one as well, um, gold, I think, for their, uh, I can't remember which one it was. It was in the IPA category. Midwest is killing it. They, they are. Yeah, Stone distribution. So hot right now. It's so hot right now. It's so hot. That Midwest. You know what? They're lit. Oh. Oh, hashtag lit. Hey, Jason's walking back in. We, we had a suggestion for you. Wiley thinks you should get Russian River on tap. Yeah, can you get some Pliny yeah. in here? It'd be so much better. <laughs> Thank you. Thank uh, you. Younger if you got it. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got uh, another beer in front of us to drink. This is Boom Sauce by Lord Hobo. Boom. Dan was very excited for this one. I was. Just the name itself. Lord Hobo. Boom Sauce. The whole thing. Collectively. Yeah, from uh, Massachusetts. Yes. Yeah. It's a uh, double IPA. It on Beer Advocate has a 3.93. It's 7.8%. And uh, it's got some nice hop to it. Well, you can enjoy if you'd like as well. I'm even a fan of the can right there. It's a good-looking can. Boom sauce. Cans for cans. It's raining hops. (laughs) It is indeed. Uh, All right, a little more booze news to get to. Good news to all the husbands that get dragged to Napa for wine tasting by their awful wives. (laughs) Stone is now officially open in Napa. Nice. Yes. So uh, the next time your wife says, let's go drink some white wine, like, yeah, all right, let's go. (laughs) Uh, The global statistics on alcohol, tobacco, and illicit drug use is a place I should work. Uh, they Thank did a you, study, and they found that alcohol and tobacco are worse for you than illegal drugs. Really? You're more likely to die from booze and cigarettes. Worse than meth? Apparently. <laughs> I don't Apparently. know. 
I said we put this to the test. Yeah. So I, I was distracted. You, you, I know. You received a beer. I, I can just, understand. <laughs> I just got a beer from the tallest person that's ever sold me a <laughs> or, serving yeah. beer ever. I would judge that guy so hard if he has any light bulbs in his house that have not been changed. <laughs> Give this man a beer. Indeed. Uh, so anyways, apparently booze is more dangerous for you than, than drugs. Illegal drugs. Come on. Right? That's, 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 about right. No, that's ridiculous. I'm willing to put this to the test. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, all right. Anheuser-Busch. Who loves Anheuser-Busch? Perfect response. Right. That was perfect. Half the people that like Firestone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> half, yeah. Uh, their revenue in the U.S. is down a lot, but their global revenue is up 4.7%. We need to send out some faxes to Australia, like stop buying Anheuser-Busch. Yep. Bush. Well, what's their other uh, choice? Fosters? Oh, here we worse. go. Well, that's yeah. legitimately Koala Piss. <laughs> they have other beers, right? I, mean, I would hope so. I, I like to think Fosters is their Budweiser, and they, they have all kinds of beers going on that we have no idea about. You know what's an interesting fact about that? We actually just talked about this, not to give myself a plug again, but we talked about this. You're always the, plugging oh, no, Cut them off, cut them off. <laughs> <laughs> Turn down that mic. <laughs> um, they um, discovered a wreck that had been, that sank in like, I don't know, 220 years ago. They found a bunch of bottles on it, took the yeast from it, and made a beer from it. Uh, it's the James Squire Brewery. It's uh, Malt Shovel Brewery is the name of the brewery. And they're going to uh, have it next week at the Melbourne. It's the Great Australian Spectacular, I think is what they call it. Oh, that's so punny. Right? You see what they did there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You see what they did there? That, so punny. That's what, you know, that's what counts for puns down under. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> You're full puns of... go one way, and then uh, the water goes the other way in the toilet. You're full of interesting facts You today, like that? Man. I'm a fun fact man. Yeah, now. you should have had a shirt on today that says the more you know on it. Just call me. Yeah, right? Fun fact Frank is in the town. but <laughs> a little star um, going across. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're releasing it uh, next week uh, based on, uh, apparently the yeast was some strain that's like, some weird hybrids that doesn't get used at all, and they're able to put it together. And now it's a, I guess it's like a porter, basically. They call it the Preservation Ale, I think. So, all right. Okay. Yeah, Fair enough. good times. Has anybody been to Sparks, Nevada? Huh? I also didn't think so on that either. <laughs> well, apparently Scott has, because there's a man wanted for walking into a grocery store, loading up his basket with the most expensive booze on the shelf, and then walking out with, quote, no intent on paying for it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's why we had Jason to start the show instead of Scott. He's, uh... <laughs> Can I just call him Scoot? You can oh, call whatever yeah. you like. Because he never calls me Wiley. He only calls me Wally. <laughs> so I'm going to officially for now and call him Scoot. When you're that old, you just develop speech impediments. Right. <laughs> it's a problem. Well, it might be all the boozy drinks, like, all the time. Yeah, yeah. I always just thought he liked that movie, Wally. <laughs> Wally. Sure. Well, he did... <laughs> he did reference, uh... He is a hero. The beef. Wally that's, and the beef. That's true. Over and over and yeah. over. All right. And finally, uh, for anybody that's in Georgia, which hopefully is none of you, uh, the governor has just signed the bill to allow booze to be served on Sundays at 11 a.m. Hmm. Ooh. Sounds Aren't you right. glad we live in California? Like, this is <laughs> awful. They had to sign. And actually, it's not official yet. It still has to be voted on. Oh, man. But the governor had to uh, sign it first so that people could drink at 11 a.m. So before, on did they just serve no booze on Sunday? Apparently, yeah. Because that's terrible. That's illegal. That state sucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to throw that out there. That, that should be like a crime against humanity no. or whatever that is. They're not lit. No, they are not lit. <laughs> They're the opposite of lit. They're they are, so unlit. They are like extinguished. Yeah. There you it's, go. It's pretty down there. So that's all the booze news I got. 
That was pretty good. Yeah. I do have one last thing. I'm going to do it out of order, but it is the old-timey word of the week. Yes. And I pulled this out for Dan because, I mean, look at this beard. Yes. It is a feather. I'm working on it. You are. It ain't there yet. It's almost there. I'm getting there. It's like my beard juniors is yours. Yeah, no. Do you know know that underneath Dan's beard is just a fist? (laughs) Ready to punch you? Yeah, because he's that manly. Oh, God. Uh, Today's old-timey word of the week is beard splitter. Beard splitter. Beard splitter. It is a man much given to wenching or consorting with prostitutes. Oh. That's what I thought it was as a joke. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yes. So that's Dan. I, Dan, see what, I see what they did there. Dan's our beard splitter over here. So, I am. Uh, congratulations, buddy. It's true. Uh, all right. I think that's everything from us. We'll wrap up so you guys can keep drinking your beers. Wiley, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. BoozeLeague.com. Yeah, Appreciate it. Yeah, BoozeLeague.com. We've got some new swag launching next week. Swag. 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 Yeah. I hear and it's lit. Check out the new podcast. Yeah. I hear it's lit. So, yeah. That's what I've been told. Yeah. From your mom. Look, look, I had some talking points I had to cover for my PR guy. What do you want? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> as long as you're lit. Uh, thank you guys for coming out. Thank you to Barrel House 101 for having us on their sixth anniversary. Uh, we're going to go drink some more beer now, I think. All of the beer. Yeah, we're, we're going to get lit. Yes. You can find us at theunfilteredgentleman.com. We're on social medias at theunfilteredgentleman. Except for, of course, Twitter, because they're racist. We're at unfilteredgents. You can drunk dial us at 805-538-BEER. It's 2337. Please drunk dial yeah, us. Do that. And I think that's all of our uh, plugs to get out there. That's all that's on my paper. Yeah. <laughs> Come find Dan and I stumbling around like crazy at uh, Surfing Suds next weekend. Right. Uh, we are not going to be sober. Nope. We will not. Not in the slightest. Uh, so, everybody out there, stay hydrated. And uh, good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>